Welcome to the Truth CSGO podcast, episode 102, an interview with Kasper Straub Hansen, the physiotherapist and osteopath for Heroic. Hey guys, this is Electro. Hey guys, I'm Guardian. This is Daps. This is Nico. This is Nifty. This is Chris J. This is Fair. Code Zero. Flusher. Oh, this is Kerrigan. Are you listening to the Truth? The Truth. The Truth. The Truth. The Truth. The Truth CSGO podcast. The Truth CSGO podcast. The Truth CSGO podcast. Are we rushing in? Or are we going sneaky peeky like? So after Heroic won EPL Season 12 with an amazing fifth map against Gambit, I noticed a tweet by a guy called Kasper Straub Hansen talking about the work he'd been doing on Cadian's sympathetic and parasympathetic systems, accompanied by a photo of him seemingly massaging the cranium of said Cadian. Now, the energy and resilience of Heroic seems particularly strong, so I thought Casper would be an interesting guy to talk to. Casper's 30 years old, lives in Copenhagen, and as well as working with Heroic, has his own private practice as a physiotherapist and osteopath. Now, if you don't know the difference between those two, don't fear, because nor did I. And not only did I not understand the difference between those, but I was also ignorant regarding the difference between a physio and a massage therapist, which was the first thing I asked him. I think there is a huge difference when it comes to the skill set, also the whole education behind it. I guess most people can become a massage therapist in a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months. But uh, yeah, first you will have to study three and a half years physiotherapist, and then you know something. I would say not as much as many people would like to if they are ambitious with what they do. Um, so I also studied uh, five years of uh, osteopathy to become an osteopath. And I think um, then you have a lot of different ways to work with a, p- a patient, for example, or a player in this case, um, where when you're only working with, let's say, muscles as a massage therapist, you will be rather limited. Um, so I think if you want to be really good at treating people, you will need to have different weapons depending on uh, your situation or the client that you're working with. So basically, you can use a lot of different approaches to maybe one or two injuries. Um, and I think that's that's what's making it so good to have a, a broad education. And yeah, so I can also always choose to work with a, a client manually. I also do massage from time to time or massage-ish things. Um, but I, I also got uh, got to choose a lot of different techniques that you don't know as a as a massage therapist, and you can always use all your knowledge regarding uh, prevention, exercising, training for performance, and yeah, all this comes together. And osteopathy, correct me if I'm wrong, is that is that referring to bones? Yeah, like- <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's actually quite a silly name for it because osteo is is bone, so that's that's correct. Um, I don't know who who actually gave it that name but osteopathy is is like another way to to look at the body so what you do as an osteopath is that you work with the body in uh, different uh, sections or levels so you would always start to to look at the uh, craniosacral system so how is your brain functioning because that's very important for the whole system and then you go on to to look at the physiology and the uh, and the functions of uh, the organs in the body because they are also very important and then you go on with what we call the muscular skeletal system so to give an example as an osteopath you 
have a lot of clients who comes in with uh let's say pain in the arm muscular pain in the arm but what you do is obviously you look at the arm to find out what is the pain provoking structure but then you go on to look at different levels and say how can let's say a uh, problem uh with stress a uh, problem with other places in the body lead to this kind of pro- uh, problem in the arm so we look at it in a more holistic or more global way and i think that's the main main difference between a regular physiotherapist and an osteopath is that we we work more holistically how did you kind of come to uh, working with heroic then i have my own clinic uh, in copenhagen and um i've been uh, working there for i don't know since 2016 and on the side of that i worked a lot with uh, soccer players and so i've been working with both semi and uh, and professional uh, soccer players uh, in different clubs i also saw a lot of them in in the clinic so i've always been interested in in sport and and what what happened then was that i had the opportunity to work a little bit with uh casper kadian uh helping him with a with the injury that he had and um I think then he was speaking to Heroic because he knew that Heroic was looking to to find a guy like me. And I it took a while because I think Heroic did a, a lot of research for finding the, the right, not just type of, uh, of therapist, but also with the right uh, skills and education and stuff. And then they gave me the opportunity to, to work yeah, as close as you could get to the team. So, but it, it started with uh, with treating and obviously uh, making a good impression to Kadian, and yeah, everything went from there. Can I assume that you are responsible somewhat for his massive career? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's only only me basically. <laughs> Ever since he met me, his uh, <laughs> his level just uh, rose uh, very much. No, no, he's uh, he's a, such a hardworking guy, and yeah, I think everybody who who knows a little bit about Kadian knows that he's working uh, so hard for the things that he has uh, accomplished but yeah it's it's part of it i think all always a part of it because he wants to be as good as possible well if you, in my opinion if you want to be as good as possible you you would need a guy like me to work with you as well uh why is that like all i all i really know about gaming um you know muscular problems or skeletal problems or anything like that is that we sometimes suffer from bad back and rsi um, obviously your approach seems a little more holistic. So why don't you tell us about the kind of things that you deal with um, in terms of the heroic plays? Yeah, I, I think there are kind of different trails with what I do because obviously we we want to improve or at least take care of their general health. So if you're sitting a lot in front of a computer, if you're not active, you will be more vulnerable to a lot of different diseases. Let's say just, for example, uh, diabetes or cardiovascular problems. And that's something that an esport organization should not accept, I guess. So we have always focus on their general health. And that's when it comes to food and it also comes to physical activity. So that's kind of one of the tracks that we're working with with the guys. And yeah, they are already really good at it, but you can always improve. And that's what we're trying to do all the time. So, But then uh, there is also the aspect of uh, both the injury prevention and injury recovery. Um, it's easier to work with something that is not on fire yet. <laughs> uh, so that's what we're trying to do. And we can do prevention in different ways. We can, we can, for example, uh, make general exercises to improve the capacity or muscle force in, let's say, the wrist. And then we know that they will be less likely to have an overuse injury there. 
and we really want to focus on the prevention part because what we can see is that if you really get a, a bad overuse injury you will you will suffer and you will have either you will have a worse performance or otherwise you will need a break from uh, from playing and if you take the example as of uh, of Casper for example Kadian uh, I think it would be really hurtful for the team if he were about to take a leave of three months to get his wrist fixed for example the other part of uh, prevention is also it's it's also just uh making them feel better some people they have let's say neck tension it's not a big problem they live with it we don't want our players to live with it because we want them to feel as good as and as comfortable as they can when they are for example playing uh so we try and do trying to take the the problems very early so they don't get to to a step where we have to give our players uh, a complete break or stuff like this so we both work with exercises and also uh, manual treatment in that regard and then there is this uh injury recovery i think that's obvious if someone has an injury we we need to fix it uh, in the best way possible uh luckily we we haven't been uh, challenged with that yet um we have had smaller injuries or smaller problems, but we dealt with them. For example, during the uh, the uh, pro league, which just uh, finished, we we had uh, some problems with the refresh back. So we we were working with him. Actually, also in the final, we uh, we needed to use the the break between the third and fourth map to to work with his back to make him feel relaxed and comfortable for the last part of the game. So that's an example. So what sort of thing were you doing for him? You know, because you're in between maps, right? Like, yeah, we we we, you didn't have much we had a little bit longer uh, break after the third map, luckily. <laughs> we already had a plan before the game that we had been working with his back uh, in different ways uh, in the days uh, prior to the game. And then um, we had this plan that depending on how his back was feeling, we would do certain things with it uh, during the game. In my mind, what you're doing is... Um... Is similar to uh, the Mr. Miyagi treatment at the end of Karate Kid, where he rubs his hands together <laughs> and then applies. Is that? Am I completely off the mark here? A little bit, I, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> no, but well, no, it's 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 just that I, I, what what really shocked me with because I came from football and and I'd, I'd never worked with esport before, but I was uh, kind of curious if if we were able to work with them. During a game, for example, I, it's something you see in football or handball or whatever. But in this case, it actually made sense, and I think that was a little bit surprising to to also uh, some of the people in Heroic uh, that that we could actually use the the things that I can do uh, during a game, for example. It's it's a difficult it's difficult to say what exactly am I doing because it's so many things, you know. We also want to enhance uh, general. Uh, as I discussed, uh, I think I met a Twitter about it, the parasympathetic nervous system, you know, all this kind of stuff. Why, that... don't, you, why don't you tell us about that? Because that is, this was the really the, the tweet of yours that, that piqued my interest. You tweeted out um, just after the win uh, against Fury, a focus on the small details in order to enhance performance of heroic, in this case, stimulation of parasympathetic nervous activity, in brackets, rest and digest, and inhibition of sympathetic activity, fight or flight. And you've got a picture of katie in there um with his shirt off and you seem to be doing the mr miyagi thing to his head so you're gonna have to quell my uh, <laughs> my idea there of what's going on what, what can you explain this tweet to me yeah well well I, I it's something that we do with a couple of players not all of them 
Um, but when you're playing Counter Strike, you are actually you're really hyped. You're uh, really in this fight and flight mode. Um, and what's to understand is that you have basically the autonomic nervous system is something that is just running all the time. And I see it as a speeder and uh, and a brake. So you have on the one side you have the uh, parasympathetic, which is the brake, and then you have the um, sympathetic nervous system, which is the speeder. You mean the acceler- accelerator? Yeah, yeah, the gas. Yeah, the gas. <laughs> the gas yeah, right, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, so, so when you're uh, in a Counter Strike game or when you're in a bar fight, what happens is that your body will activate the uh, sympathetic nervous system, the fight and flight mode. So somebody is uh, grabbing a gun, you either fight or you flight. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what's happening. And and what we want then is that after the fight, in this case, a Counter Strike game. We really want our players to be able to transist into the uh, parasympathetic nervous system, which is rest and digest, because we want, don't want to keep them in fight and fly, flight mode after the game. We really want them to, after a game, be happy, then relax, and then work on to the next game, because we don't have too much time in between games. So mm. making, for example, in this case, Casper, uh, relaxed well that's going to help him in preparation uh, preparation for the next game for example i got uh, home from uh, the final at the esl pro league uh, <laughs> it was a seven hour game and when i went to the bed i was like i can't sleep because i was so much in sympathetic nervous system so i could have needed <laughs> some of my own treatment at that point uh, and that's what we're going to work with the players to make them perform as good as possible. So if we have a player who's, uh, for example, nervous or a little bit overhyped after a game, we can work with them in uh, in stimulating the parasympathetic nervous system, both with treatment but also with you know good advices and stuff like this. So I actually find as I get older, I, I, it, it's harder for me to uh, relax after the sympathetic activity, yeah. and it's also easier for me to um, for that adrenaline to just flood out in the middle of a game. I actually end up feeling a bit nauseous after some games. Do you have any sort of techniques that I could use that aren't giving away your work secrets? I, I think first, first I, I want to give you an example because you saw if you saw the uh, the game, you would see that. <laughs> Casper actually almost fainted after his his clutch, <laughs> uh, and that's exactly what you're describing to me. That you felt kind of nausea and and stuff like this. So it happens to all of us. But you have to imagine also that in the environment that we we all live in, in the world that it is in uh, 2021, we are all in a lot of sympathetic nervous uh, state of mind. You you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. So we go to work. Our boss is stressing. And we're getting stressed. We come home. We have to cook. We have to take care of our children. You know, we're always in the in the sympathetic uh, state of mind, and that's also one of the reasons I I believe is why we have so di- many difficulties to tune into the parasympathetic because we're not really in it that often. Um, mm-hmm. So that's what we're trying to help them with. But to 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 try to answer your question, well. You can always uh, stimulate more to sympathetic or parasympathetic nervous system. If you right after a game, 
go out for uh, interval runs, uh, for example, uh, you will stimulate more of the uh, sympathetic nervous system. If you do more relaxing stuff, let's say you um, lie down, you relax, you get some something nice to drink, you maybe uh, cl- uh, close the light, for example, shut down the light, you will already mm-hmm. stimulate parasympathetic nervous system. Um, what we're doing is also uh, influencing uh, muscles and joints. Uh, we are working a lot on the on the cranium in that regard because what is uh, what is uh, the primary center for the parasympathetic uh, nervous system is is in the brain. So we want to to stimulate it. You know, if you feel really stressed and you put your hands just slightly on your on your forehead, you will feel more relaxed, especially if someone else does it. That's all. Also, a stimulation of parasympathetic. On your just on your forehead, you just yeah, put your hands on your forehead. Yeah, if you ever tried it, you will you will already feel it. If you lie down, relax, and somebody is putting their hand just with no pressure on the forehead, you will you will relax and you will be calm. That's also what you do to children. Okay, I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. Yeah, did you close the light? Did you lie down? <laughs> it's a combination of all of them. <laughs> Let's say in 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 Casper's uh, case, he played the game. We want him to focus on the next already. So we um we we put him in a room that's quiet. We shut down the the light. We don't want him to look at his phone. We don't we don't talk. I I, I don't ask him a lot of questions. We just put him into to parasympathetic and what i want him to do is afterwards don't rush into something don't go for a run don't uh uh be super excited over something that you're playing a new game or whatever just let your body relax let it be in this state of mind you can do a lot of stuff but don't stimulate too much of the of the parasympath uh, of the sympathetic nervous system um that's that's what we're doing. I can't get into details because I, I think it's uh, you, you will need a lot of education to understand it. But it's it's really common when you when you work with other clients too. You know, every client of mine has some sort of stress. It can be stress to have a knee problem if you're a soccer player. It can be stressful to have have headache if you are a mom with three kids. You know, <laughs> it's something that we we try to work with with every client, at least where I'm working. What what about during during a game? Do you give the players techniques to keep their adrenaline low during a game? Uh, no, I want them to have adrenaline during the game. Right. I want them to be hyped. I want them to be really focused. What happens when you when you uh, produce adrenaline is that you are getting really uh, really focused, and that's exactly what we want. Um, so it's not something that I that I do. I actually don't do too much during the game. Mm. I'm mostly uh, observing. Um, also, for me, esport is quite new, and I need to to be be humble. Uh, so I'm really uh, spectating a lot to to see the tendency mm. uh, for the team, but also for the individuals, because I I know all five players are sitting in a different uh, positions, and uh, I'm going to work with them all uh, depending on how they position themselves. Because if I was going to a, a random office, I would say, "Oh, you sit straight. You remember to stand up. You, you know, all these good uh, advices that you can give." But I can't tell the team to, "Oh, it's fifth round. Let's all stand up and play one round. It will be very helpful, uh, healthy for you." Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I need to. I, so actually, I don't do too many uh, changes uh, in general to their gaming positions. Mm. Uh, I can always advise them. And I can advise them when they are not playing. Let's say they are watching demos or or stuff like this. I can always uh, 
talk to them about it. But when they are in their zone, I'm not the one to to tell them to change anything. But to to answer your question, uh, I I really want adrenaline doing the game. I nobody should go to a fight without uh, adrenaline. <laughs> I just find that I just find Casper that I get too much, and my and my aim just gets all wobbly, and I just do silly things like. It's like there's fight or flight or just fuck everything up. And I just go for the third. I just I go too far. Yeah, yeah, that's the same. <laughs> no, but but I, I think when it comes to, to this, I, I think there's a lot of it that is also mentally. And that's why I'm really happy in Heroic we have uh, Trolls, Trolls Rubble, who's... Um, who's uh, their uh, performance coach and, and mental uh, coach. And, and we're, we're talking a lot and discussing a lot of different things because he can address some areas that I cannot and the opposite way around. Because I think what you're talking about is also uh, very much of a mental uh, problem or not a problem, but a mental uh, aspect at least. I think with the guys from Heroic, they are so good pre- prepared for the games. They have plans. They... They are professionals. They know what to do, and it's not really something that's uh, that's pressuring them. So, so it's not something that I see as a problem with our players, at least. It could be for someone else, but in that case, I would definitely uh, also speak with uh, with someone who's uh, in in charge of the mental health, because I think in this case, uh, both of the things will be involved there. Yeah, right. So you're saying I have mental issues. Thanks. That's that's great, Casper. Thank you. That's no problem. We all have our mental issues. <laughs> So don't worry. <laughs> Absolutely, we do. Now, this <laughs> podcast is about my mental issues, let's be honest. So <laughs> I guess, look, we do not, the majority of my listeners are not pros. In fact, I'd say probably all of them. But we do not have access to amazing resources like you. Um, I ha- I've seen you tweeting uh, the fact that uh, MSK, I think musculoskeletal problems, seems to be the most common occurrence of injury amongst esports players. What do you think... Um, regular grubbers like me and my listeners can do to offset some of this yeah well i i think that i think the thing is that if, if you have like if you're playing football we want you to go home and relax rest if you're playing counter-strike or if you're having a desk job we want the opposite we want you to move we always want people to to get a little bit of both. We can't just uh, be playing football for 24 hours. We need our rest. And that's the same. I think that people have to see the physical activity as rest in this case. You understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so, so I, I have no problem with people playing or sitting a lot of hours. I just want them to do something that is also healthy for their body. So we want people to do small changes, like whenever you have a break, you stand up, you walk a little bit around. It's not much if you just do it once, but if you have it as a regular routine, well, it, it will change a lot. If you uh, go out and work out in a gym, for example, it will have huge impact on your strength in your back, for example. And if you have more strength in the back, you will be able to uh, sit in a more or less uh, isometrical position for a longer time without suffering from pain. So I think the best advice is that you will need to know what is actually the pain-provoking structures, what is giving you the pain that you have, because I think a lot of people don't really know why do I have the pain. So that's that's really important. But in general, we just need people to move. We need people to be active. The body is made for activity and not not for esports. If you go down to the basic principles of the body well hopefully one day we'll be we'll have my vision is that we've all got uh headsets on 
and we have a scale version of Dust 2, and we're all running around playing Counter-Strike for real in sort of AR. Oh, that would be so cool. <laughs> yeah, that would be so cool. How long have you been with Heroic for? Um, I have been officially with the guys uh, for three weeks now. Um, but I've been working a little bit behind the scenes before that. And with Casper, uh, I've worked with him for... Uh, since the summer last year. How often do you see the players? I see them in person. Um, uh, every time we have boot camp, so that's every third week. Uh, so then I'm uh, with them a lot. We have uh, the guys are a little bit spread out in Denmark at the moment um, because we we don't have any uh, tournaments on land. So right now I see them every third week, and then uh, the guys who are living in Copenhagen, I I see a little bit uh, more. And then we are having, uh, it, it depends a lot. There can be a player which I've only spoken to a little bit since I saw him at last boot camp. But if someone is uh, suffering from a problem or let's say refresh, he had back pain problem, uh, I'm speaking to him on a daily or weekly basis in between to make sure that everything is going better and making sure that he's doing the appropriate stuff in regards to training or yeah just good habits so hmm. it, it depends uh on the situation and, and the player i guess right and also i think i think when we when we're that spread out uh as we are at the moment uh we we have uh meetings it can be a couple of guys it can be just one guy and yeah it works it works really great um at the moment, it's 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 perfect. I think. Well, I think the timelines suspiciously line up with your working uh, with Cadian and the beginning of heroic success. So I'm going to give really? you I'm going to give you a lot of credit for that. Um, thank you so much for chatting with me. Is there anything else you wanted to add uh, before we sign off? I think I will uh, in the future. I'll be quite active uh, when it comes to sharing different informations and and tips in regards to to health and i think it will be really good for both uh professional players but also the non regular uh, non-professional or regular players as well mm. um because i think a, a good point is that that in every sport you try to kind of imitate what the pros are doing and why is that that's because they they should do the best right so whenever heroic for example start doing something there's a it's a reason behind it and it can surely also help the regular gamer to to take some of the same uh uh things uh into their calendar for example it's fascinating to see the the different things that pros are now taking care of because it does make you also more aware of how you live your own life and how you you know everyone's trying to be excellent at what they're doing whether it's sport or esports or whatever I'm 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 so glad because it's they the the pro players they they are role models for so many both elder but also younger younger people <laughs> so so they really need to take an, a responsibility for that so so I'm really happy to to be working with esport and I think that in the future there will be probably a lot of uh, persons like me in, in esport as well. There you have it. Give Casper a follow on Twitter for some protein-rich tips and info on the sort of things that will defo give you a serving of edge. Now, it seems I'm going to have to talk to Heroic's performance coach next to get a handle on my fight-or-flight-or-royally-fuck-things-up response. If I can manage to wrangle that, I will once again come out of retirement because (laughs) that's a conversation that I would love to have. Other than that, I'm still watching the games and the tournaments, and I'm still playing CS. 
my current impressions of the former is that it's right now in a pruning phase. Uh, I still believe the biggest scandal in CSGO uh, pro scene is yet to come, and I assume it's going to come around the major and involve a CIS team. No info, just speculation. It's possible that I've been watching the movie Icarus too recently. Um, And my impression of the latter, of matchmaking, is that the amount of cheaters has increased to almost unbearable levels. And this is trust factor notwithstanding. People seem to be abandoning almost every game. What's with that? I do not know. My other news is that I have another film coming out that I worked on the script for, uncredited of course because that's my life who it's in cinemas june 16th it's a hitman's wife's bodyguard ryan reynolds samuel L. jackson salma hayek i hope you're all out of lockdown by then so it survives the onslaught of banked up films that will be arriving uh that month i think we have the fast and the furious 47 dropping a week after us so i'll be accepting any thoughts and prayers you'd like to throw my way so until next time uninstall your cheats you dogs so the rest of us can enjoy the game 